welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with James Faulkner and Paul Allen from Stone Sword Games. They're publishers of Full Moon Jacket, Hogs of War, the card game, Hogs of War, the miniatures game, and currently Senjutsu Battle for Japan, which has crossed a million dollars on Kickstarter already. James, Paul, welcome to the binge. How you doing? Uh, how you doing? Yeah. We're good. We're good. Ooh, we're really good. Uh, yeah. We're... You, you guys have got to be pretty excited, I imagine, yes? Yeah. It's 11 p.m. Monday, so we're crazy right now. We're yeah. losing our crazy Two hours past our bedtime. Yeah, seriously. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of a time zone difference here, so I do appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, quick shout out to MOB Vanguard, who connected us. They're your licensing agent. They're our licensing agent as well. Uh, very cool, cool, Michael, to connect us uh, as quickly as he mm-hmm. did. Uh, but this is a game, I was saying this just off air, that uh, my brother Adam actually pointed this game out to me. Uh, he is a uh, fourth degree back belt, and he just is in love with this game and said that we have to we have to talk to you that's guys. That's pretty so. nice. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Well, yeah, we spoke about it previously. It's really nice to see that connection with, we've tried to keep it. Kind of, yeah, yeah, it's a dance, like the, the martial arts, the kind of like the poetry. Uh, my background's in like TV and film really quickly, like the yeah. Kiriko Sara kind of stuff. Cinematic Every game we played, and it has been, it's That's ridiculous. A ending. Every single one has ended like with a thing of like, oh my god, imagine that was a movie. Imagine that was a scene yeah. in a film. Like we, we tried yeah, it, right? St. Jesus created off feel, um, feel and authenticity. And I think the fact that a martial arts um, like student, like a master, of, like with fourth degree, that like fourth degree, he's picked, he's picked up the vibes that we were trying to give off in St. Jitsu. Oh, yeah. It's a really good um, validation for what we're trying to do, I guess. So, and just very quickly, so Paul, what you, you mentioned that uh, a film is your background. So, is this something you do? Yeah. As, like, is this your day job, or what's? Uh, oh, oh God, right. Well, I'm a few years older than this 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 guy here. Um, so, my background was so, like, I really condensed my 39 years of history. Sure, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, my background was um, I always loved games. I'm gonna come back to that probably, but I went into TV and film because there was no games course in. In, in my college and university, so I, I made films and TV. I ended up filming darts, which James <laughs> thinks is hilarious. Canada's got darts, right? You know what darts is. Of course, um, we know what darts are. It's also yeah, what you call cigarettes, too, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm a cigarette. Um, so we play that. But my, my love, um, I remember doing my, um, when I was 16, I did a, uh, my uh, A levels. Mm. So I don't know what it is in Canada, unfortunately, but my, my kind of like up until just before university, I specialized in like a Kirikurosawa kind of like Japanese samurai and movies. Mm. Always had that fascination with like kind of like the interesting martial art kind of action movie thing. And it's like said James mentioned, like the, the feel, this game will jump 20 years, but this this game is like, we wanted the game to feel like you're, yeah. you're fighting. It's not like I can just tap buttons and I tap behind me. It's like, no, you can't, you can't tap behind yeah. you. You have to move and face and and recall what and can you do you can't do everything you're capable of in that specific moment like there's there's a tension to the game there's like a breathing to the game in that in that like you have to withdraw and pause for breath and change position, position. It's something yeah. um, when we the the, the the thing that dropped really for me was when we designed the first iteration like the proper iteration um of the game and then I watched the Kurokurosawa movie. I think it was you know, a bit Jimbo. And it was yeah. like the person would he'd run forward and, and slash and miss, yeah. but then reset. And I was like, 
that's that's our game. Literally, I was like, oh my god, that we've got it. Like you, you move your camera, you move your stance into yeah. position. It suits samurai, doesn't it? It suits, it suits it, that. There's that martial poetic esque. Yeah. Also, martial discipline. I think. Yeah. There, there's yeah, that, there is that idea of like that. Yeah. There. That chasing a perfect form, which I think you don't always <sighs> see nice. in other martial martial cultures. Like you know, in um, in like British martial culture, we've never had really the an art of fighting. It's just been like, you know, and there'd be an art to it's gunnery and seamanship. It's and the, yeah, yeah. If the tactics are there. I think on the personal level, soldiers, you know, they would joust and they would fight in sword fights. But it wasn't obsessive. I'd say Jap- Japan have always been obsessive with their crafts. Like they love to go really hard and affect them. And so with martial arts, I know, like, I know obviously a lot of what we know about samurai is um, like, you know, it's post, it's post Tokugawa, it's like a rewrite almost. But, yeah. but it did fundamentally focus on this idea that samurai at their best, at, like in the same way we think of West with chivalrous knights, they did have this code and they did have this kind of strive to to hit these certain virtues and perfections. And, 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 yeah, exactly. And, and that kind of has been folded into the game. And, you know, we, we've done it historically um, in, a, in an authentic way where we haven't, we've done it warts and all. So yeah. like not every samurai is, is this, is this like King Arthur-esque like pillar of virtue. Yeah. There are also yeah. samurai that are just nasty yeah. pieces of work. Yeah. It, it, again, going back to your brothers, it's, it's nice to see someone who likes martial arts, who sees that. Who's the connection. Yeah. Because we've, we are games designers, but the idea is like, we wanted to have that. It's not like you put a mash and go, oh, I'm, a, I'm winning. It's like, no, you're not winning. How are you winning? Because I've I've gone into this stance. I've gone into a Jodan cat yeah, yeah. stance and done this move. And you're not playing Meta Knight in Super Smash Bros. No. <laughs> it's very strategic yeah, yeah. in that, in that uh, strategic kind of a fight. How did you guys meet though? So before we, I, we're going to get to the game in a second, but how did you guys meet? It was in a pub, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, we're British. Um, <laughs> it's a middle ground. So <clears throat> I'd made a game. So obviously I am, you can tell by the white hairs and the beard. I'm slightly older than James. He could almost be my son. Uh, <laughs> a little dad. <laughs> but the idea, we were, we met through a third party. Yeah, we met you, through a mutual friend. Someone that we yeah. both knew. Um, and so I'd, I had a Kickstarter um, that was just ran through passion. The full moon jacket, it ran through passion. I decided to make a game. That was it. I had no knowledge apart from I want to make a game. We then, that opened a door for me to meet someone that went, I want to make a game too. It was like, great. And he was like, I want to make this kind of game. And so I decided to develop this game with this person. And then he's like, I know someone who knows how to make games as well. And so James, I remember that I literally remember him coming through a door in the pub and going like, who the, guess where, <laughs> who the hell is this guy? He's like, a foot taller than me. Yeah. He's a monster. I'm a Dickensian monster. I believe yeah. his first phrase was, what do you do? And it's like, uh, I make games, what do you do? Um, and then it just kind of flourished from there. We, we kind of, this is something that really proud, like honestly, hand on heart, like James mentioned this, like this is this thing. We became, we were business partners before we became friends. And That's it, cool. it's really important. I think it's really solid. I think it's it, it's going to, it's going to carve our, our future because we don't take things personally anymore. If he tells me to, like, that's a shit idea. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. If that's a bad idea, um, it's not personal. Yeah. I, I can't take yeah. personally because it was it's business. And then we'll go back and... I'm a Spock to his Kirk. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a terrible oh, plan. I wouldn't take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and they were just like, yeah, cool. Okay, we'll change it. It happened. It's, I mean, you mentioned lining in a bowl. It, it, it just works. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how yeah. it works. It just works. Um, I've always proud of myself and like I could think really fast I have really great ideas I'm much older than this guy and so, he's right 
how did Hogs of War come about though? So was that like one of the... <laughs> Wait, that's a funny one that again is kind of accentuates the age difference as well because I was playing as like a 10 year old kid. Yeah. You were playing at a university. So no, it was a place I wasn't in university. I'm saying this. I was 18. This is really important. Uh, one was in a retirement home. The other one was still in a retirement home. I wasn't. Like genuinely. It was 2000. So I would have been seven. I was 18. Yeah, I was in six or seven. That's disgusting. So that's, yeah, yeah. It's still wrong. So yeah, I was saying so. Like, we, I, I, we, I remember this game from like memories of like, oh, th- this was a game we played on like, PlayStation. I think we were just spitballing about video games we used to love, right? It was say like something can, like, it, yeah. I can tell the true story. <laughs> so the true story is me and my partner, I, I really cut it short. So I used to have, so I've been lecturing, so I used to lecture games design um, at, at university. <laughs> And I used to have like the first two, uh, first week of, of a session, I'd be like, here's a load of games. And they have to guess the games and I pixelate them. And the last one was always Hogs of War. And no one would ever guess it. No one ever got it because it's so niche. Yeah, yeah, well. um, And this, um, my, at the time, this person came through the door and she went, that's Hogs of War. And she became, she's now my partner. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I'm the one person as well that knows this game at the time. <laughs> bear with me. And it was my brother's 40th birthday. I refused I refused to go down early to set up the birthday. So I stayed in Nottingham, did not be part of the birthday party. I was like, oh, they can set up with me later. Me and then my, my partner, Louisa, designed Hogswell the card game, bear with me on this, on a bar, <laughs> on, a, on a receipt. I then designed the game, which was pretty crap. Um, and gave it to James, and James just nailed it. With he came back, it was like literally. I gave him the game. Within eight hours, he came back, and it was the game was just bad. It was just like that's now sellable, and that's where it began. Like he knew the game. Like I brought the the the, the soul to the game, but then he made it an actual sellable game. Yeah. And that's what I think James has really done for me personally. I have great ideas. Mm-hmm. We both have great ideas, but mm-hmm. what you do is you 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 find them very quickly. Yeah. Into a point where, like, this will sell. And was there licensing or anything that was involved in that? Or, uh... Yeah, but it was a beautiful story. <laughs> it's so I think you, you hear a lot of like licensing stories, which are like stories from like nightmare, like of different people trying to stir the pot. We literally emailed the creator of the original video game and said, "Hey, we're both massive fans. Can we make a game?" And he was like, "Yeah, come up and have a chat." And then we went <laughs> to his offices where he's still, yeah, still running a video games company. We said. We make it for you for like, you know, we were like, we did, we had no idea what we were doing with contracts. I had my background in finance. So we just gave him a, like a, a contract that I'd kind of like wrote off my experiences and that and just said like, can we do it for X amount of, of return and we'll create your game into, like we'll reimagine your game as a card game um, using our passion for it. And he was just, you know, we were then expecting that to be the start of a huge, long, sprawling debate. And it was just, yeah. Yeah, go on. And so we did it. Oh, <laughs> we, we did it. And, and yeah. amazingly, um, so Hogs of War, um, for people who don't know at home, was a PlayStation game that was put in 2000. And it took, okay, this is a bit historical, but it wasn't It wasn't World War One. it wasn't World War Two. It's kind of like proto 1930s experimental kind of vibes. Yeah. But there were hogs in uniforms and they had uh, Rick Mail primarily doing the voice work, who was a British comedic actor. And it wouldn't fly these days. Like it's not, PC at all, yeah. um, but it has a bit of a cult following, um, like a lot of things in, of that kind of seal. Sitcom-esque. Yeah, it's very sitcom video yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that. the young ones in the, yeah. the video game. Yeah. It, didn't, yeah. it, didn't, it knew what it was and didn't care. Um, and, and so there's a cult following. And what we found out after when we started making Hogs of the card game was that, that this following is still very much alive out on the internet. And we worked with some of the members of that community 
who were just wonderful, like wonderful the whole time. Um, and yeah, it just went from strength to strength. We And in the miniatures game, the miniatures game was really interesting because we basically went back and said, look, we made 20 grand on our first game out of nowhere. Let's do, let's do it again. We were both full-time at yeah. other jobs. Yeah, yeah. This is important. It was like that pole quitting job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? um, yeah, and um, basically, though, we were like, hey, do you remember Advance Wars on the, um, on the Game Boy Advance? Um, which was like Command and Conquer <laughs> with little sprites. Yeah. Like, Advance Wars was really good, wasn't it? I, my, 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 my dad, right? So, like, we weren't... We weren't. It's my age. No, yeah, my age. <laughs> so, we, weren't, we, weren't, we weren't like, we weren't not well off and we weren't, like we oscillated. My dad was a salesman. Sometimes we did well, sometimes we didn't. And I remember this bumpy year my dad had and he was like, we're going on a cruise. And he put like six grand on his cruise. And it was like the most bougie holiday ever. Like we went around the Mediterranean. And I remember really pissing him off as a kid. And now I look back and I feel an immense amount of guilt about it because I played, I stayed in the cabin and, play, and I ate peanut M&Ms and I played Advance Wars for like literally the whole holiday. And um, it, it was, it, we, when we made the miniatures game, we were like, let's just make, we, let's take hogs, zoom out, make it into a, a kind of like a, a RTS game. Command and, and Conquer. Yeah, Command and Conquer Wars, Advance yeah. Wars. And it just, it's just really fun because we made, um, you know, the polyaminos, like shapes, yep. like Tetris shapes. We were like, well, let's make that the base building system. So you have to literally build, put the buildings in and it unlocks like a meta tech tree built into the unit cards. And it, it's just really funny because it's because it doesn't take yourself seriously. So you can have like a jetpack and TNT and jetpack across the, like the map and then blow yourself up because you're a, you're a tiny World War One pig in a uniform. And like we've got um, an airship and it's just got a giant like, you know, like the claw in Toy Story. Yeah. And so you can pick stuff up and drop it. Yeah. And... So it's like yeah, World War One pigs. Yeah. <laughs> so the poetic of Akira Kurosawa meets so on that campaign so that campaign did 112,000 uh, yeah. pounds so yeah. huge success uh, this is what quick shout out to money, board yeah. game co i can see they're in the lobby alex hello um so that pivot hey. then into uh Sinjitsu is your next game coming after that and yeah. you're now at a factor of over 10 what you did on your prior mm. campaign yeah how long Not had sure. you been working on Sinjitsu? Uh, was this? Were you working on that at the same time the other campaign was running, or what was the incubation it's been period? From the initial, it's, yeah. it's hard to explain how we work, isn't it? Because it, it's been by for a very long time and a very short. Time. We have the obviously being indie, it's just us two, so yeah. this and a bit mad. I could tell, like James is a beautiful mind. Like I can't. I, I'm like Rain Man. <laughs> no, not in a good way though. Uh, so we. <laughs> So I know exactly where it came from, but it, it's hard to say where it came from originally. Say, yeah, the origin point. There's, the origin, it's like this murky, yeah. murky middle. It's like, it's like yeah. when did you think of this game that was based on Aliens you watched when you were 12? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah exactly. On 39. Like, when did so, you write Nemesis? Yeah, when like, did well, you, that's been gestating. Yeah. For, so when we yeah. start off, with, when did the prototype? When 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 was the first prototype created? Like that. I got this. Me, uh, yeah. So me and my son, um, my son Gray. So Not we, me, your son. Like, your actual boss. My actual 11-year-old <laughs> son, yeah, Gray. Actually. So we were playing a game called One Strike on the Switch um, back in January, not this year, last year, so January 2019, 2020, 2020. COVID's thrown me, believe me. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's, it's 18 plus months, right? Um, but James had been working on this game called Damio for 
six months prior yeah, to that. I've always been there. It's Total War game. So he'd yeah. been designing this samurai game. Um, there was it was originally Shield War, Hastings stuff. And historical. Yeah, yeah. We, it was a great little. The, the battle was, was fun. really yeah. fun. Anyway, um, and me, I, me and my son were playing this game on the Switch, and we played it. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be like a really cool game? And we designed it in five minutes. Like literally sat down, got a bunch of cards out, recreate the game, yeah. and it played and it worked. And he was like, ah, oh, yeah. Uh, and then I took it to uh, obviously teaching at the time. I took it to work. I was like, I've got, I think I've got. I've, I made a game, and when we played it with a few people, and people were like, "This is, this is fun. This is really fun." Like generally, like it's right now is crap, but at the time it was like that's really fun. And then we we developed and developed, and I was like, it's been over eighteen months in theory of that development on and off. Um, and one thing that James really does really well is. He just cuts it that so the original version was I love this. Bear with me. I love the fact of the idea that you can play a game and it's one strike. I hit you, you die. That's yeah. it. I win. But we when we when we played it with our small, like at the time, like really tiny playtesters, like partners and friends, everyone hated it because it was like so tense. Like so tense. And I was like, I love this because it's so tense. It didn't reward it didn't the, the excitement versus tension, like yeah. the, the ratios if you plotted them out. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, it was it was like it'd be like a roller, you know, roller coaster tycoon, you can make a roller coaster that's make people throw up and they don't enjoy it. It was like that. So the it was like the, 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 was 10%, one hill. 10% love it. Yeah, I don't think 10% yeah, love exactly. it. 9% hate it. 10% yeah. love it. I used my partner to blame, to blame. I blamed her. I was like, oh, she hates it. That's just not like this. So we just ripped the core I think out. The phrase was, this is the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, so I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> so for people um, who. Is that from that? It came, it came about, and then we've refined it, refined it. We've gamified, gamified is probably not the right word, but we've made it more accessible. Yeah. Which is something. Yeah. To my core, I love, I love, like, you need to play a game, you need to be able to access it. Um, I, think, I think we've made it less Hollywood as well, because actually, you know, the whole idea of people dying from one blow is like a hollow, Hollywoodization of combat. Like, in, if you look at Japanese art, um, like, like, yeah, you've got people with hundreds and hundreds of arrows sticking out of their chest, and they're still fighting, cutting down a cigar. Yeah. And I think, like, that was something we wanted to put it together a bit. Yeah, it's way cooler. So can you guys give me just quickly an overview of the gist quickly. of how you play this game? Quick. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sharing the screen sorry, right sorry. now. It looks super cool. And I mean, the visuals are impressive. There's no doubt about that. Here's, here's the pitch right now. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is course, it's a, it's a jewel. So it's a skirmish jewel. So it's imagine on a battlefield of hundreds of thousands of people, you've seen your opponent, they step out, they step out into the kind of fog. Um, but the game itself is based on a small, there's a deck of cards, a deck construction. So you've built your deck based on what you know. So it's a sound preset. Or chosen preset. Uh, so you, what you know as a samurai is in that card deck. Every ability you've been training for the last like X amount of years is there. And when you draw to your hand, it's the thought process. So it's like what that samurai is feeling and thinking right now. So if you pull a handful of attack cards, it's like your character's uber aggressive. Like mm -hmm. I need to, I need to attack. But you might have built that. But then again, it's like obviously with deck constructions, like I need to mill, I need to get some more kind of calming defensive cards. So the game itself is based. I mean, the game plays um, one on one within 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's it's trying to recreate the fact that a fight will not last for more than 20. It can't do. Yeah. If you're throwing your soul and heart into a game, into a, into a fight, yeah. it's lasting five to 10 minutes, right? Which you're really looking for openings. You're looking for like you're looking for that thinnest. It's like a real. Um, you're, you're controlling a miniature yeah. on a, on a hex based board that is positional. 
So it has a front facing, it has side hex and, and yeah. rear facing. Yeah. And you're essentially trying, you're, you're working out in combat. You don't just rush at your enemy with your sword up because you're telegraphing what you're going to do. He's going to go with a low thrust and open your belly. You're going to try and get round him. You're going to, you, if you see your opponent's got like a bandage over one eye on their left eye, you're going to go around their left hand side. If you see that they're limping with their right hand side, it's that bloody discombobulated scene in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Like, you, know, you, you work out your enemy. You, yeah. you, a good player does that. I argue as well in samurai combat that you've got in, <laughs> in, in the history of, of feudal Japan. You have legends, right? You have larger than life legends, and they had schools of training. Like they, they would train at this school. Yeah, exactly. They would train at this school, move to that school, and they would, they would. Um, you would be able to read that on your opponent. It almost like boxes. Like if you, like when Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman, he knew how George Foreman fought, and he exploited that. And that that idea of martial combat in boxing warfare it all, yeah. it all links in it's yeah. all the same principle you're reading your opponent and trying to gauge what they're going to do before they do it and that's why the cards the hands are hidden but there's an element of debt counting in it so gold cards can only come out once seal cards can only come out twice mm. so you are waiting that you see your opponent's gold card come out and you're like that move's exhausting for him he's only done he can only do it once and it's gone so i don't have to worry about that positioning on the board anymore can you explain this um, <laughs> Yeah, so the Kamai tree represents stances. So, so the Kamai tree, you have aggressive stances, defensive stances, balanced stances, and they unlock bonuses on the cards. So if you're in an aggressive stance, you might be striking a bit faster. You might be striking um, at a greater distance because of momentum. A defensive card, though, if you're in a defensive position, you might be able to withdraw a bit, or you're drawing more cards because in your in your mind as a samurai, you're not thinking about getting the next hit in. You're thinking about what am I going to do in a couple of minutes' time. Um, we kind of abstract it to each ability card played it represents like a couple of seconds of combat. Yeah. But you're literally playing like, it's kind of like the famous thing with Warhammer 40k was that a turn used to last six seconds. And D&D. We tried to have that. So, I mean, one thing that was really, was really sound, it's like, so originally like the, um, for example, take the aggressive stance, it's actually, it's called Judan. So the idea that the person would have the sword above their head. So it, it's all been built with, like, hopefully your brother will love this. The idea it's been built around that. So every single stance represents that ability that I'm in. But we've we've gamified it to the fact, because we play tested a lot, and it's hard to remember like the Japanese yeah. names for every stance. But they still, so a big, sharp triangle in red is like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going for you right yeah. now. But like James said, it's like, once you're in that, you get the bonuses. I'm coming really fast, but everyone knows you're doing that. So you go, okay, I'll flip rock, paper, scissors. I think you're doing scissors. I'll go to like stone, right? And so, but then a good player will be like, but I tricked you on doing that. So yeah, there's a lot of like mind. It's people chess call, poker. People call, yeah, people have called it sexy chess. And I love that comparison when it comes to the positioning element of it. I do also think that there is a strong mind game at the table. Like I, we, in, we, we play, <laughs> the last one we played, we played right? yeah, yeah, the last game we played yesterday, um, it was with Mark Dainty and Dad from Stoey and Knockboard Gaming. And um, we we got a card in early on them that let them, they, they, they read, no, you guys read our hand and they saw that we had a dash down strike, which like you learn the cards and you go, okay, that's a speed six front movement, double wound card. That's a ca red came, that's a speed eight card. So I know that they know that we have it, right? Yeah. So then I, I then look into their hand using a card and I see their blocks. I'm like, that block is that fast, that block is that fast, that block is that fast. And so I get into the position to pull off dash down strike. 
four times. But the first three times I do it, I fake out. I'm just playing a crappy card. And then what it means is they're putting the blocks down because they're like, oh, but they're trying to block it. And I'm like, I'm just thinking, yeah. sitting, you know. And what happened was Paul and, and Mark got rid of all these blocks. And then we got into the right position and we sliced them in half. It was and horrendous. You know, it was horrendous. That's the game. It's, it's, it's not only chess. It is pub, it, it is also bluffing. There is my, you know, mind game. Yeah. There's a, there's a, so I'm a massive fan of like poker um, with Texas Hold'em. And the idea is like, it, mm. we're obviously with the two cards. Imagine if you could see opponents one card, but you get to show them that card. Mm. So I've got, I've got an ace and a three, right? Yeah. But I show you the ace and you go, but the other card could be an ace, and he just throws the game. Yeah. Like, I know you've got something good, but what's the other thing you've got? Yeah. Or you throw him the three, and you go, I got nothing, yeah. but I've actually got the ace. And it's yeah. like, and the more you play the game, we've thematically, mechanically created it. The fact that the more, on hand on heart, this is something I'm really proud of as a designer, is the more you play it, the more you learn. And it only takes 20 minutes to play. So it's not like a game where, because people say, oh, it's a bit random if you don't know the cards, right? But I played I played Lord of War, Lord of War Steve, like a dozen times, and I still barely know it. Yeah. But, you know, I've like, won every time I play yeah. that. I don't know how I've won every time. <laughs> yeah. But I know why I've won St. Yeah. Jitsu because yeah. I've learned every card. And yeah. if you, you watch the battle three reports, times, yeah. I read him like a book. Like that guy is like, I'm in Reddit Speed 8. I, know, I literally know the card. I yeah. know the card. And then, but he knows I know the card. So it's like, but you I know, know, you know, know, you know, know I know the card. How many, yeah. then, how many minis do you guys have in this game? How many? How many? What minis. <laughs> Oh, 13, I think. 13, yeah. In the first way. Not counting terrain as well. Oh, the terrain. Um, It's going to be beautiful. Characters are world class as well. Yeah. I I just want to say that that the minis are are absolutely gorgeous. I mean, and I I can see from your team list that you've got a lot of sculptors on your team working on this. So Mm -hmm. obviously a lot of hours have gone into creating these characters. I I know for people that love minis. Like, you know. They want to paint them. I'm sure that this is something people want to have in their collection. Yeah, yeah. What was the decision? Was there ever a, a point in the design of this game where minis weren't part of it? No, 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 never. But like the thing is, the thing is, at the end of the day, it's the strong. We 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 always cycle back to to samurai culture in, in Hollywood and films, like yeah. the Kurosawa of. Like the, the the sword raised slowly across the head against silhouette against the sky. Judo, judo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the, the you've got the the visuals of Ran and, and Yojimbo. Like you can only do that with a miniature. Like the, the, you could you've got um. Holly, I'm playing chess with Hopala. This is a great game. What's it called? It's just using poker chips, and it's just like. I, people's imaginations. I, I don't think everyone can imagine the fight off poker chips. Like they need to be able to visualize the character, and it's the reason that in all the Pokemon games for the last thirty years, you've the seen the back of your like, character and the front yeah. of their character. It's you want to get your eye down on the table and see the samurai about to kill the other samurai, and then yeah. you can only do that in miniatures. We've had yeah. the we've had the luxury, so we we are like we know so from our games the design background and lecturing, I know a lot of people can 3D model. Mm. So our first prototype was was 3D models of the characters and we mm. could 3D print because we, we, we have 3D printers. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
if you when, when people like it's like chess if you move physically grab a, a, a like a knight and you move it around imagine that was a standee you wouldn't play chess yeah. it's like you need that physical presence it's like control like, yeah, yeah and the movement and, and the rotation and it's like from the first playtest literally like two almost two years ago it's like it's fixed mm. the game is not the game becomes personal as well the oh game my becomes god very right? personal yeah uh, like i look at my i look at a token and it's not me I look at a chessboard and I'm the general. I'm not the king. That's the thing that chess doesn't do. Chess, guy, you know, yeah. If you have one guy on the board and you've painted him, you've spent 20 hours painting him, you've picked him out, you spent hours making his deck as well, like a magic what? player makes a magic deck, and suddenly he feels like he's yours. It's like when you like have a 40K list and you make yourself the little general. Like he is, he's your he's your fighter, or he's or the woman is is your yeah. fighter. But you are essentially look, viewing the That's world through their eyes because mm-hmm. since you only ever control one character, it makes it a personal experience when you're fighting, which then circles back around to that sweaty palms idea to the tension. Like oh god, he's going to chop me in half. I'm not saying he's going to chop my samurai in half. You're saying he's going to chop me in half. Yeah. And, and your brother James, it's like the idea that he's playing it because he's him. Yeah, like you, you're yeah. you're part of this game. It's not like you're controlling we're kids. Acts. We're all kids of fantasies. We just want to be the samurai with a big bloody sword. Yeah, my background. Yeah. I mean, the love of games came from when I was eight when I played HeroQuest, and it's, it hasn't left. You love HeroQuest. It's every day. So just <laughs> so like that version of that. In yeah. this campaign, uh, mm-hmm. you're almost at, in Canadian dollars, almost at 1.4 million dollars, mm-hmm. which is significant. Uh, and if I just compare that to your last campaign, it was around like 200,000 Canadian. Mm-hmm. What is something you would say that you guys did differently this time Body around? Body gap in the market. Hogs of War is a product of love and passion, and it's purely made for the fans. It was a, it's a fan project that's come from our love of a video game that's relatively obscure, that's mostly UK-based. Like 70% of our backers were UK. Mm-hmm. It, it's very obvious who, who will buy Hogs of War. It's not a huge market. Senjutsu is based off our passions again, because we'll never create a game that we don't care about. Mm-hmm. But then I think by, not by luck, it was a bit of skill. We also spotted a gap in the market. We knew every, every history, history travels in cycles where when Gladiator came out, everyone loved Romans. And now- Robin Hood. Exactly, and it cycles round, it comes round. And well, Robin Hood flopped because not everyone, it wasn't the time for it. 1993 yeah. Robin Hood, there was two movies. No one remembers that second one. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> But no, we saw the zeitgeist, um, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Sakura. So my background's in video games, really. Yeah. Background's in games design. So yeah. you see this wave coming, and you see Netflix producing a series called Battle for Japan, which we had we, we named it before we released. Yeah, yeah. and similar to our name album as well. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about that. Um, so you, we see this curve coming. I mean, I could tell you potentially next two years what's the zeitgeist is if you really look at it you can mm. really figure out cultural media is now as open as never happened. like yeah, you can look at what netflix's release schedule is for next year and you can outside the game because yeah. like and i think the difference between seeing a game that is kind of on the nose which i think there's a mm-hmm. lot of them out there that don't hit 1.4 yeah. million dollars is there anything from a marketing standpoint you guys did differently this time around or is there any learnings you have I mean, prior campaigns employed Paul, Paul's, Paul's, Paul's skill on the visuals is superb. And then my <laughs> my tolerance for it not being superb is is very low. So like like it, Paul would do perfection, and then I'd like raise the big stick and say, Paul, it needs to be more more perfect. And then Paul would make it even better. Um, and there are I'm not going to like mention any other campaigns, but there are big campaigns live at the moment 
that are on huge IPs yeah. and their main image on the adverts are pixelated. And you just think, who's we wouldn't, we wouldn't release yeah. that unless two yeah. of us. Yeah, exactly. Who the hell are they paying? And, and I think because of that, because of that, because of that, like visual, visual standards almost. So we said like, it has to be this good. And the whole campaign page looks lovely. And that's Paul's blood, sweat and tears. Um, because Shucks. because of that though, I think we I think people can feel that like they feel the quality they know that they know that because we haven't compromised on the Kickstarter or the visuals we're not going to compromise on the product and you can also look through back through the updates on Hogs of War and we've just thrown in stuff with our own money because we we know we want to push it up quality wise as far as it can go. Like I said, I, I don't want to release our secrets. Our our secrets are as two. Um, it's making a campaign that looks good, like yeah. that brings people on. And James, like, like that's and caring about the most authentically. Heart, heart, it's the nicest thing he's ever said to me ever. Um, mm-hmm. But but also the community. If you look at it, if you look, if you count James's comments, it's it's. I I, I don't know. I don't want to say record breaking, but it's up there. The idea that the campaign needs to look good, and also you need to care about yeah. every single comment and not right? every single way as well no, we, we yeah. want the game to well, we, how would we make a bad game if we made a bad game now why like yeah. question that yeah. why would we make a sh- shocking game yeah. um we want to make the best game we can because we the see. next game is better and the next game is better and the next game is better it's like that's the formula right and we don't sleep at night if we, do, if we don't do it as <laughs> no <well. laughs> you play people at 5 a.m on your birthday to prove them wrong <laughs> I think that's what... the other one the other one my favorite one is um we spotted there was a comma in the wrong place and the hogs and all the card game rule book and i opened up two and a half thousand copies of the game and i changed the rule book out by hand back. Wow. um and I, and I made paul join in on that as well and because it, it's it's i don't know i don't know it's not about it's not about um it was mainly because I, I didn't have to sleep if I knew that comma was there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to so, break up formula. I'm clearly, gonna... uh, quality control is important for you guys and having yeah. you know amazing artwork, which I think your game has. For yeah. uh, your, your kind of um, development cycle, because I know you guys have more games in the pipe, what is next on deck for you guys? What else is coming? And when, when can people expect to see peaks. that? Sneaky peaks. Um, we've got... Uh, I, we've got... So Full Moon Jacket, um, I'm, I've said this you before. Damien like, first, right? Damien first. Damien first. Okay, let's do Okay, so Senjutsu is the first of three games. Um, that we're we're going to make, we, we, we're going to keep telling the story of feudal Japan in the Sengoku period authentically. Until you're sick of Japan. And, um, Not much Japan. And, and so the first game, I think what's amazing about the first game, and a few people have noticed it, is that it's also not normally the type of game that makes over a million dollars. It's a... Um, it's it is two it's, play, it's, got, yeah. well, it's got a beautiful solo, it's got a beautiful solo mode. It can also be played with zero players, which is kind of funny because um, the AIs can fight each other. Um, but my, ultimately, it's a tense, competitive, twenty-minute game at a nice price point. And most games that make a million dollars are like three hundred dollars. It's the whole of the Alien franchise in one game. It'll take you four hours to play. It'll be great, but it's really expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so we've done that, and like ironically, now I think we're moving into more safe zones with the next game so damio is going to be a historical 4x samurai game where you're going to control a clan that fought in the sengoku jedi the, the pit time of the warring states and you're going to take a historical damio all the way up to the gates of kyoto and you're going to basically try and become shogun and it's 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 
<laughs> a rip off of Shogun Total War, uh, you know, but it's um, it's going to be wonderful, and that's that's beautiful. And you can have like stackable castles and Takeda Shingen on a horse, and all that. it's well, wrong hand is that. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, and then the third one will be Yugen, which is going to be a dungeon crawling game with ninjas. So, so do you want to tell us for a bit of Eager Province and what kind of went down? There? How so do they we, before you get there? How do they follow you yeah. on that? So if Thank somebody wants to be part that. of the community, oh they want God. to follow the games that are to come. How best do they do that? How do they opt in? Pleasure pound, I, bet, I guess. Like yeah, pleasure pound and come on for the ride. Yeah. You've got a pound to spend. Can I oversell our community? So like I said, it's our fourth Kickstarter, and we're not we're not experts. Yeah. It's your third. It's my fourth. <laughs> Obviously, the the beard and the white hairs. Um, but like the community has just been ridiculous. I, I know we, we 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 can't understand it. We we we. Again, buying them t-shirts we're doing as much as we physically engage with them and i think we treat them like human beings and we give them the time of day yeah and if they suggest an idea that we think is nice we don't oh, just go crazy. we don't just go we go that is nice for these reasons you know and then we but, go to sleep and go how do we yeah. make that better yeah but there was a comment um two days ago and it was like um i'll see you on the next campaign and that that really shook me That's to the cool. fact that these people are going to come back for the next campaign, they, they make friends on it. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Friends. It's ridiculous. There's memes. There's community. Memes. James is a really, really strong. Like he's done the community. Oh, I, I got. Awesome. I got. So, say, I, I, oh, sorry, James. That's okay. So this. Uh, so for people that want to follow this particular campaign, <laughs> yeah. I've got a link. Hang on, I got a link in the show notes. Yeah. Right, so people can go yeah, Sinjitsu, yeah. uh Battle for Japan, amazing campaign. At the very least, check it out. The visuals are um, like. It's some of the most impressive visuals I've seen. The miniatures look fantastic. You want to get ink-dipped uh, miniatures. They've got it all. Check it out. And uh, back to these gents. They're saying if you want to follow them along in this journey, um, even pledging a dollar, you get into the pledge manager, and then you'll get your future emails. Uh, Paul, James, yeah. I want to thank you again for coming on this podcast. Oh, thanks, man. I want to wish you all the best of this campaign. I can't wait to see how it ends. And uh, congratulations once again. Dude. You take Thank care. you very much. Cheers. It'd be great to see you in person one day, James. Take Sounds it easy, good, man. Yeah. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply join the Facebook group Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time. We'll